Parenting is hard. Few of us feel up to the task. The world is shifting, quickly and dramatically. All of us feel the changes affecting our families. The stress and pressure can be intense. We are here to help sort the good and the bad, provide insight and bring hope. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. We're so glad you stopped by. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am Pastor Brad Mathias. And I'm Melanie Medina. And we are in the studio outside of Nashville, Tennessee. It's episode 112. Can you believe that? No, I cannot. The season has flown by. It has. And we've had some fun. We've had some fun. Definitely exploring and learning all about intergenerational parenting and some of the quirkiness of our co-host, Melanie. She is a Red River Valley lady from North Texas. She loves bling. She's addicted to Instagram and she has a thing for cowboy boots. Oh my goodness. So the fun that we've had this season has been at my expense. Absolutely. It's your (laughs) first season. You get hazed like everybody else in their first season and you've come through with flying colors and just think you can do it to someone else later in your life and it'll be a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you. That's what Jesus would do. I feel empowered now. Yeah. Jesus would definitely haze people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> As a parent, right? I mean, he did the whole three year thing, right? That was the first fraternity. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Everybody got a fish tattoo at the end. It was yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I look at the parenting world and it is really changing. Um, we've talked about it. We've talked about uh, some of the cultural trends with some of our guests this year. Uh, A lot of details are emerging from the studies. We're seeing sort of the shift in values, uh, really a post-Christian environment for a lot of parents. Right. Um, But one of the things that uh, anchors us to something other, something timeless, is the Word of God. Absolutely. And for the Christian parent, it's sort of like the essentials, right, that we as parents stay anchored in our faith in a tangible way. And today's guest is really at the forefront of practical scripture life. And his name is Brian Harden. He's the founder of the Daily Audio Bible, and he's a prolific author. And he's come up with a brand new devotional, The God of Your Story. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave. Thank you. It's good to be here. Brian and I go back. So I'm going to disclaimer that there's some history here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes back some time. Uh, I'm <laughs> trying not Let's to go date us too much. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> a couple hundred thousand miles ago. Uh, we, we did definitely some. Definitely more than a decade. Yes, definitely more than a decade. Uh, it, there, there's just been an amazing shift. I'm thinking, Brian, that when we first started hanging out back in the Butterfly days, uh, Butterfly Group was a Christian music company we both worked at. And what what the culture was sort of wrestling with. And then now, today, mm. uh, fast forward, it's a head spinner. For sure. Yeah, head spinner. Uh, for parents out there who have felt an urge to get back to the word of God. Um, I wanted to make sure that we refresh them with the knowledge of one of the most practical and life-changing disciplines of faith that we could ever invest in. And that's reading the Bible. So I wanted to have you on. I wanted to give you a platform to share with our audience, just what it is you do and how it's changed your life. Okay, sure. Well, daily audio Bible, um, 
began on the 1st of January 2006. So uh, this will complete 14 years. And what we've been doing here is uh, reading the Bible every day and working our way through the entire Bible in a year in community. And, uh, you know, every everybody wants to read the Bible. Everybody, you know, we're getting down to the end of the year. This is the time everybody starts to think about these sorts of things. But uh, it's, it's a long book and it's, uh, actually it's a bunch of books and they can get kind of confusing. So, uh, walking through them in community and just kind of talking about what we're reading as we go, uh, really helps establish a rhythm that is, is genuinely transformative. Um, and I can say that from, you know, the feedback and testimonies that I've heard over the year, but all I got to do is look in the mirror and, uh, you know, I don't see, um, I don't, I, I definitely see the same guy that's just older, but I can't look deep into my eyes and see the same person with the same motivations and the same heart that I had when I began this journey. So, um, the Bible actually does give us what we need to navigate life on planet earth among other fallen people. And if we would simply listen to it and obey it, we'd uh, save ourselves an incredible amount of missteps. You know, one of the things that uh, is cool about an author who is prolific, who's writing multiple books over a season of life, is you sort of get to share the journey with them um, because you're, you're reading their books and you're realizing this is something they just walked through and now they've shared it. And Brian's written uh, several books, Passages, um, Reframe, Sneezing Jesus, and now The God of Your Story, as well as a Passages Bible with Zondervan that he was editor for. Brian, over the last 10, 12, 14 years, your life has taken completely different twists and turns, but the one constant, I think you would say, is your commitment to the to the reading of Scripture. How is that? Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Oh. Well, I mean, I would say it's because I would say that the transformation that you're describing, the constant is the common denominator. But I, I mean, I would say the Bible is it is the catalyst. So the actual reading of Scripture is what um, opened the door for you to transform, to be changed. Yeah, I think so. I mean. Uh, not just reading the words, you know, I mean, you can read the words and not hear the words and not do the words. But if uh, you can get past, um, you know, all the things that you may have trouble with or you're going to struggle with, if you just read the Bible and let it speak to you. In other words, if you let the Bible unpack you instead of you trying to unpack it, it will uh, it. It has been changing lives by the billions for millennia. So, yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. I, I'm, some of these questions are sort of uh, leading because I know the answers really before I ask them uh, because of our personal friendship over the years and, and my knowledge of your commitment to Scripture. But one of the things I wanted, wanted to emphasize to the audience is this, this idea that Scripture is uh, an anchor point outside of the immediacy of our culture, um, where we are pulled in so many directions, hourly, daily, weekly, 
that the Christian family and parents in particular need these anchors that secure them, that keep them from bobbing in the ocean, if you will. Um, I, as a parent, Brian, you've got five kids. Yeah. Um, you've got a couple grandkids. Mm-hmm. How has this directly changed how you parent the reading of scripture? Oh, I was um, talking to my oldest son. I guess it's been just a, a earlier part of this year. We were having a conversation and I was just sharing with him, uh, you know, that he's my firstborn and he was my first try. And um, just trying to confess to him, uh, you know, my, my, my failures because I can see them better now. And just trying to, um, you know, explain that we do that, you know, we do the best we have with, with, with what we have, we do the best we can. And so just trying to acknowledge missteps, mistakes, things that, uh, you know, I wish I'd done differently because it's, you know, your children get older, you've probably experienced this too, and they begin to go off into their own world. And, um, then you have some time to reflect. You're not in the immediacy, immediacy of the chaos that you're talking about. And you realize, man so many of the things that I was hard charging after were not important after all. And, um, I think that the Bible has not so much given me tools to cope with a world that has gone mad, but maybe a new way of looking at the world itself, uh, a new way of being in the world itself. I read the gospels every year and, um, always, you know, at first mystified and then just wanting to look deeper. How how did this perfect man who is wholly integrated with himself, this son of God navigate life in this fallen world? Um, even though this world was going to break him. And, um, so, you know, I think that when we look at Jesus, we're seeing a person who's in the same world, but experiencing it in a completely different way. When I'm um, listening to uh, anyone talk about the word of God, um, I, I tend to sit in a place where I just soak in what they're saying, because I'm always looking for that perspective that another person may have something that I may have missed. And you're saying so many things. I'm taking a lot of notes. I want you to know (laughs) of things that I want to dive into a little deeper for myself. Um, and, and I, I love the daily audio Bible, the idea of, of having something in place for people to, um, listen to and to listen to, um, the word of God is a great way for us to get that in us and to read the word of God is a great way to get that in us. And you have taken things to another level with this new book, um, kind of to, to use your phrasing, um, to let it unpack us maybe in a new way, because it's not just the word of God, right? There are other words with it, devotionals. Sure. Will you tell us a little bit about your new book and why you wrote that? Okay, sure. So it's called The God of Your Story. And um, it's definitely the most involved, longest uh, project that I've ever done. And I had been thinking I should do this uh, before I pass away. (laughs) Like I should write all this stuff down. But 
um, it, it, the timing was just right. And it felt like it was the right thing to do. And so really what the daily audio or what the, uh, what the God of your story is, is kind of what, what I consider the, the gold of the daily audio Bible. So, I mean, when the way that the daily audio Bible works is that we read old Testament, new Testament Psalms and Proverbs every day and work our way through the Bible. And then we talk about it. And the God of your story is really the talk about it part. So, you know, a person reading the one year Bible or really just kind of seeking some kind of comprehensive view of the entire journey through a Bible. That's what the God of your story is. But I just uh, I thought it was going to be easy because I thought this is my job. I know what I'm doing. I know, you know, I, I know this path. Uh, but what I found was it was going to be far, far, far more difficult than I thought. Uh, because, you know, you can say things extemporaneously, but when you commit them to writing, it's like they're immortal, <laughs> you know, mortalized. And so, <laughs> you know, so you want to make sure that things are um, communicated right and that are appropriate and, and right. And so it was just a long job, but really it encompasses what I have found to be a transformational path through the Bible in a year. And that's the focus because you can really focus on theology or you can really focus on history or culture. Uh, and, and I do focus on all those things, but the goal was how can I give something every day that, uh, that if, if it were heated would actually have some type of genuine impact on life. You, if you start stacking up genuine, genuine impacts in your life and string them out for 365 days, you, you start getting transformation. And so that's the goal. I imagine that, um, you know, reading the word of God is, uh, is transformational, but you writing the word of God and all the words that go with this, the gold, as you, as you put it, must've been supremely transformational for you to Ah, yeah. I mean, yes, but maybe not in the way that it would be perceived. You know, it could be perceived like what a, what a joy this must have been when actually it's one of the most difficult things <laughs> I've ever done. And um, really, you know, I, I walked into the project going, you know, I know my Bible. I, I read it every day. I, I know I, I know what I need to know and I know how to do this job. And it just... Um, uh, it did what has been happening happening to me for years, and that is it um, continued to deconstruct what I think I know about God, and uh, um, um, forced me to the end of myself, uh, where we where we invariably do find God. And so, yeah, uh, yes, it was a great transformational project to do. Six hundred days of writing, though, um, and you know, the the very end of it was seven days a week. Like the last four months was just every single day in it. So it was just a very very difficult t time that I am. Um, like you get to the other side of those difficult times, and then you begin to realize how good it was, and that's where I'm at now. Six hundred days. That's a lot of writing. <laughs> it, it was a lot. That's a lot of writing. Brian is known as the master of understatement. So if he said it's a lot, you can add several times to that in your mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a big, big mount load, whatever words you want to fill in there. Uh, Brian, speaking, you just said something really, really insightful. Um you said it's forced me to an end of myself, which invariably is where I find God. And uh, it makes me wonder, just for the parents who are listening, 
Um, there are sort of the perception of spiritual leaders. And then there's the reality of being a spiritual leader. And for parents, I think sometimes they feel like that the spiritual leaders, the guys and ladies who write books, who have their own mm -hmm. podcasts, those mm -hmm. are the ones who know what to do. And um, I, I think it's helpful for uh, when we interview people to ask them some questions. And so to sort of demystify that and to make it more tangible for the parent sure. at home. Mm -hmm. So here's a here's a question to think about. Um, what surprised you most? about parenting in real life versus what you imagined it would be like. Okay. You want me to think about that or answer it? I'm sorry. Please answer <laughs> after you think about it quickly. He's <laughs> such a literalist. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure that um, I knew what to expect in becoming a parent. Um, I think I was just determined, you know, uh, whatever my parents' deficits were, I'm going to perfect those and do a better job. <laughs> that seems to be what a lot of kids think until they actually have kids and realize, oh, this, th th like this kid did not come with any instructions at all. And uh, who is this new person in my house? And, um, uh, but but underneath all that is this profound love that you really wouldn't really be able to put into words adequately. And uh, and so you just start figuring it out. But, I, you know, so I'm not sure exactly what I thought at the very, very beginning other than, wow, I'm a, I'm a dad. And just, you know, but that was kind of a self-focused thing. Like, um, I'm a dad. This is changing me. I have to make adjustments. But I will say over parenting for, you know, a couple of decades now, um, it's not about me at all. I'm raising up the future and um, that matters uh, because uh, I, I look around at um, spiritually anemic Christians everywhere that I go who are um, deeply confused about even how to, how to, how to begin to walk out a journey of faith. And so that's, uh, that confusion then, you know, gets tr transferred to the children. And then we just offload all that to the church. And, um, you know, and, and so we, we end up creating a lot of struggles. And I realized, I think about halfway through my parenting journey, um, those, those kinds of things, which really shifted the way that I approached them as people. Um, started realizing these are my children, but they are separate from me. They have their own convictions and thoughts. And, um, I can keep putting the hammer down about what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to think, or I can get in the journey with them and find out what they know that I don't yet know. Mm. You know, there are a lot of parents who listen to this podcast. Um, I have, I have been one who has listened to this podcast. And a lot of the people I've referred to this podcast are people who are telling me, you know, Melanie, I'm struggling this with this as a parent. I've, I really have this um, hard thing I'm facing with one of my kids um, or, you know, whatever is going on in their lives. And so I have a hard question for you and I would like you to not think too much on it and just answer it. <laughs> okay. Um, since, um, well, if it's really hard, I might have to think, but okay. We'll see. Okay. Um, 
when was a moment that you really struggled um, in your parenting and how'd you get through that difficult time? Uh, well, I think um, I would probably say that the teenage years, and I think that most parents probably would, um, were really um, challenging for me because it's like my um, sweet child was invaded by something <laughs> that made them very sick and mentally ill. Mm. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't know what to do besides refer to my own life. And I thought, uh, well, I don't have anything to draw, uh, to draw from there. I was, I was awful. And, uh, so, you know, th those years of becoming, um, I think a lot of times as parents, we approach them like, you know, like we just need to bunker down try to ride out the storm and keep them from killing themselves in some way, as opposed to understanding that what we are actually witnessing is transformation and how they deal with that transformation. It is thrust upon them and, um, we can try to just keep them safe or we can understand that life isn't safe and we need to go there. Like we need to be in it. And, so, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but the teenage years have proven to be the most difficult years as far as being a parent. For me. It sounds like they were maybe the most difficult or some of the most difficult for you, um, as you were growing up too, there must've been somebody speaking into your life. And, you know, this season, we're talking a lot about how intergenerational, um, involvement is so key, um, to, to growth in the modern family. And, um, so I'm just curious, do you, is there someone, um, in your life who was, I mean, not just special, not just someone that you just loved and admire, but somebody who really, really poured into you that helped form you? Oh, I mean, that would be my parents. That would be my mother and my father who, uh, are both, are both missing from my table this Christmas. Um, but, the impact of their lives is the foundation of mine. And I, I mean, I, I did have really great parents. I had a, a really fantastic father and I, you know, I, as a child, I, I really was nurtured and felt like, you know, I could, I could do or be anything. And, um, so they poured into me. And as far as my spiritual path goes, my dad was a pastor. And so, he, he was always the place that I would go, uh, with my, con my confused, my spiritual confusion. So, um, I would have to say that the impact of their lives are, are profoundly affecting my life today, even though they're gone from me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Brian, um, and you're talking and, and, uh, going through some of the observations of, 14, 15, 16 years now of reading scripture, being in the word of God. Um, you made a really, really helpful observation, I think, for a lot of parents who might be in the toughest years uh, of their parenting life, which would be the teen years, those hormonally charged um, challenges that come through the door every day. Um, you said something that that's very profound. Uh, you said, we're actually witnessing transformation. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I think for Christians in particular, we use these words that really sound awesome. But when you start to confront them in your life, they're kind of scary um, and really messy. And transformation is one of those. Um, it, it sounds great in the Bible study or the life group. But when, when you start to unpack that in your real world, it can look pretty uncontrolled. And um, you have any words of encouragement to a parent who might be seeing transformation today when their kids come home? Yeah, you know, transformation is a funny thing because actual shift, like an actual change in a fundamental part of yourself, uh, doesn't seem to be able to happen without um, significant adversity or significant challenge of some sort, whether that be spiritual, emotional, or physical. That seems to be the catalyst for transformation. And so, you know, we read in the Bible, be transformed into the likeness of, uh, of Jesus and think, you know, that's about how many worship songs I consume a day or, uh, you know, how faithful I am to this or that. Um, when transformation is something that is usually, I, I believe, thrust upon us. If if I look at the transformations that happen in a human life, like the transformation that takes place between an infant and uh, the day that they start kindergarten, I, I think we would all have to acknowledge like that is a profound and fundamentally shifting transformation that will last the lifetime. And it's big and it's hard. And so we hear things like the terrible twos and all this kind of stuff, because uh, there's this dissonance and unrest and becoming. And then, uh, you know, and then we kind of get through that. And finally we're sailing and, uh, you know, we become our children's superhero and everything we say they hold on to and they believe and they trust in faith. And, and then another transformation comes upon them when they enter puberty and they're going to change. And, uh, at the other side of that, they're going to be a different person. Uh, but, but what I have found now, having lived a little bit longer in my life, is that there's other transformations that happen. Like we transform into our middle age, and that can be just as big of a transformation as changing from a child to a teenager. And it usually is accompanied by some kind of unrest, right? Some kind of so these things are natural. And when I'm giving a long answer, but when we see our teenagers moving through this transformational process, there's usually a lot of strife between parent and child. Uh, and the kid is going to say all kinds of things that they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> because they're, um, <clears throat> they're, tr- they're trying to make sense out of what's happening to them fundamentally. They have all these impulses and all these urges and all this, you know, just all kinds of things that uh, they become aware of that they need to pay attention to. And so a lot of times it's at that point that a child gets um, really sucked into the culture and into the world because um, there's there's no one to interpret what's going on. And I know that we can feel as parents that we're not being heard and that our 
you know, that our children, <laughs> they just need to go away for a couple of years and show up, you know, when this is over. <laughs> but um, it just doesn't work that way. Their transformation can actually be a catalyst for our own. And the more difficult it is for them and us, the more profound the change can be when we come out the other side. At least that's been my experience. Mine too. Yeah, I could, uh, I could get in line with that. Uh, I, I think the reality is that there's never a season or a stage of life, whether you're a parent or the child, where we are not uh, in a process of change. There's, yes. there's no static moment in life where we just sort of coast. Um, and the scriptures, the word of God, the, the Holy Spirit infused truth that we need for every day um, really does act like the manna that's described in the Old Testament, where it, it is necessary to constantly feed on the truth for us to stay um, with a proper perspective on our life, on our kids' lives. So, um, Brian, I'm... I guess I'm just in awe of the fact that you've been doing this now uh, for so long, so faithfully reading scripture, laboring over that. I know the tremendous, I know some of the tremendous sacrifices you've made for that to happen. Uh, but I want to encourage you to keep going because it's, it's a huge contribution to the body of Christ and it is uh, non-denominational. There's no agendas. There's nobody selling new stuff. There's no, um, no pushing or manipulating of anything doctrinally or theologically. It is pure in the sense that Brian is just simply reading the word of God and helping to unwrap it for us. So for what it's worth, bro, I'm super proud of you. Oh, that means a lot to me, Brad. Thank you. Melanie, any last thoughts here before we sign off? You know, um, at the beginning of, of the podcast, um, Brad started, you know, in the intro and I, I realized that I'm, I missed out on being able to ask you something during the intro. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, um, and so <laughs> I, I'd like to end this, this episode on kind of a light note. And since we spent so much time this season, um, having so much fun at my expense, um, Brian, I'm hoping that you may be able to tell me the story. None of us know a story, any story, um, about Brad and some of those miles you all spent together. <laughs> Oh, boy. We would we would really love to hear a goodie on Pastor the, Brad. <laughs> the problem, though, the problem, the problem is that any dirt I give out on Brad, he's going to give out on me. So <laughs> they taunt, you know, like it's kind of a stalemate there. OK, that was a good try, though. I did try. That was a <laughs> I good did try. try. And, I did try. And you did it in such a subtle way that I almost didn't notice that you're sneaking up on me like mm -hmm. that. That was good. You're learning. <laughs> you're definitely getting there. Yes. It's a transformation. Well, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well said. I. You know what? Thank you for your grace, first of all, uh, yes. for not sharing. Um, He's grateful. Any of a thousand stories that could could really haunt us both. I, I think there's a there's there's some real joy in the fact that, you know, we've been through a lot of stuff, 
personally, uh, professionally, we've been through things as, as pastors together, we've served and been served. Um, but at the end of the day, we're still in love with Jesus. And so I consider you a comrade and a friend and, uh, an incredibly bright light in a dark world. So it's been an honor to talk with you. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, God bless, bro. And we'll be in touch and we'll have links for everything on uh, our website for you and your book and all the things you're doing. So I appreciate it very much. Well, Melanie, you got to meet my oldest compadre uh, in the Christian faith, Brian Harden. I did. And I don't know what you have on him, but he gave up nothing on you. So you must have some really good stuff on each other. You know, I can't confirm or deny that. <clears throat> Fair enough. Fair enough. But. You know, when you grow up in the faith, right, we start a little rough on the edges and this polished thing you see before you <laughs> is not what Brian saw 15, right. 16 years ago. I, I became a believer in 2002 and I was rough. I mean, rough, rough. And he was coming out of uh, a stage of his life where he was recommitting himself to Christ. So we met outside of a Christian context and then stepped into faith together. So our journey's closely parallel. There were some beads of sweat. There were. Yeah. Yeah, On my lip, brown top. (laughs) Um, The truth is that, you know, we made a lot of mistakes and that's what parents do. Yeah. You know, we, we both, uh, have been very transparent with each other and accountable even um, as pastors over the years. Um, it, it's just, you know, parenting's not easy and it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Mm, so um, I see a lot of parents check out in the teen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see them just get discouraged, tired, kind of throw their proverbial hands up in the air and say, get out of here. I can't deal with you anymore. Right. Because that transformation, like you said, can be messy and scary and you don't really know what to do with that. And I think Brian also said something all parents probably think at that age is like, if you go away for a couple of years and then come back um, and like something has invaded your teenagers, it's really scary. And that's why staying steeped in the word of God is so important. And he's made that available, uh, you know, for us on the Daily Audio Bible as well. I keep going back to something Dana Gresh said a few episodes ago when she talked about how when the word of God sort of left the building, you know, when it sort of left the culture Mm -hmm. and parents and families quit keen on it, quit emphasizing it within the home, how the vacuum, the space that was left was filled by all of this despair and just destructive emotion. Uh, suicidal thoughts and loneliness, things anxiety. like that. <laughs> anxiety. Uh, I, I can't help but think that if you're a parent right now and you are battling those types of emotions with your teenagers or in your teenagers, uh, it would be a wonderful investment for you to go to the Daily Audio Bible app on any format you have and download that thing and do it. Absolutely. Because I, I really believe that the daily ingestion of scripture is the only reason I'm sitting on this side of the microphone. For real. Um, there is a need for us to have a regular diet of truth when your world is full of lies. Yeah. And uh, when you have that regular diet of that truth, that becomes a thing that you hunger for as well. Mm-hmm. And your kids will hunger for it. 
if you continue to do it yourself and lead by example, introduce it to them, make it available to them. There's even a section in that app I discovered um, for kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's got it, I think, in six languages now. Yeah. I mean, the Daily Audio Bible is truly an international worldwide ministry. Um, you can bet that if he said it took a lot to do this last book, he's way understating. So I I would highly recommend if you're looking for a resource, a hardback book mm -hmm. to put in your library as a reference, this is a good one. He said it was the gold of mm -hmm. Daily Audio Bible. So, yeah. Well, you know, for parents who've been uh, maybe just tuned in this is your first episode, we encourage you to go back, check out a few of the others. We have 112 episodes that uh, God and his grace has provided for the Brilliantly Brave podcast. We are a nonprofit 501c3 organization through iShine Ministries and in partnership with the Tween Gospel Alliance. How can they find us, Melanie? Where are we at? Well, we are always at brilliantlybraveparenting.com. And they can also connect with us on social media. You know, my preferred platform is Instagram. Really? You don't say. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but if you uh, connect with us on social media and uh, and visit with us, leave us some comments, send us a DM. We're always open to hearing from you all. And then um, if you're listening to us right now, you're using a podcast app. Go ahead and uh, leave us some stars. Five stars. He wants five. Please five. Five would be great. Um, I like five stars also. And uh, maybe some comments on um, this episode if you enjoyed it. Um, and if you're already using, using the Daily Audio Bible, let us know that. And if not, it's in your app store. So go grab it. We'll also include all the links in our show notes for this episode, as well as a summary of this discussion. Uh, we try to include some notes and quotes every time we do an interview and use that as a sort of a long-term resource for people who are studying the word of God or trying to find ways to improve their parenting skills. We thank you for being a part of this time with us. We don't take it for granted. We hope it was helpful and we invite you to come back and to be a part of this community of faith at the same time and same place. Be encouraged, parents, you are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week.